we don't think about the Zoom recording lady as like a feminist icon, but like she really like broke down doors. But she, she like is. plays trail. Yeah, yeah. When, <laughs> Absolutely. That's what, and that's what we're here today to talk about. Like we we just want to like give her her, her flowers. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Zoom recording lady. <laughs> please step up and receive your flowers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zoom record lady, if you're seeing this, please know you have a community waiting for you. <laughs> and it's us. It's yeah. us. I first saw you on uh, Make Some Noise. Like that was like my first introduction to you. And uh, you you won also. Like, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> like you defeated two men. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, second shocker. most um... feminist person we've talked about this episode. <laughs> yeah. Second only to Zoom recording. This whole, uh, this whole podcast better be of uh, this. Every subject is going to come back to feminism. So, uh, so here's, the, here, here's the list. Here's the list of like feminist icons. There's mm-hmm. uh, Zoom recording lady. Me. You, Anna Garcia, <laughs> yes, Queen Elizabeth. Don't worry, more will come. Yeah, um, but yeah, let's start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet, so I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Ruth. I've been meaning to listen to Ruth. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? Welcome to I've to listen to that, the podcast where we go through albums. We've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. And I'm Michael Lamentato. Yeah, and uh, before we get we, before we introduce our wonderful guest, who's already piped up in the uh, in the cold open and such, uh, we we got a new segment on the show. It's called the uh, I've been mean to listen to that news hour. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Uh, let's see what's on the ticker today. Queen Elizabeth <laughs> oh my God, died. Funny. <laughs> so okay, and that's the end of our segment. Um, we got a- <laughs> Hey, guess when we're so, recording this? So guess tune in, when? like, this episode will come out two weeks later, too, also. So, yeah, like, perfect timing. <laughs> like, people will Just in time for it. us to go to our group viewing of Don't Worry, Darling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fun. Fun time. Um, but speaking of fun times, we got a great guest here. She's a comedian and actor and writer on the rise who's been on shows such as Hacks and Superstore and was the winner of her episode of Make Some Noise. It's Anna Garcia. Yeah. Hello. Ooh. It's me. You also, like defeated uh, former guest, like Jaquise Neal. You defeated him. You I defeated him. him. Yeah, I defeated yes. him. One of the two men. One of the two titular. One of the men. two men that I was determined to take down. It was my mission. I said I will not leave without a, a female win. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank That's you for fair. pointing out that he was a previous guest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we, uh, we we only want guests who have defeated former guests <laughs> yeah, in <laughs> combat or comedy. It's a very, it's like yeah, it's a crabs in a barrel a competition. Situation. Don't forget, comedy is a yeah, competition. Yeah. There is always going to be one winner at the end. Correct. By the way, <laughs> at the end of this episode, there's going to be like a winner. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, obviously, yeah. There's yeah, you better race some like funny that. stuff. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm, 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 I got my little notebook ready. I'm going to destroy you, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we, Wait, we have our arms we... crossed. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, 
I, I, I have a helmet. I have a medieval style helmet. I'm peeking through the visor right now. I just closed it. It I'm looks so ready. sick, honestly. <laughs> yeah. He looks incredible. It's the same helmet that Matt Smith is wearing in uh, uh, House the, of the, House the Dragon the or whatever. Drag- like, yeah, it looked yeah. like a Final Fantasy Dragoon. My favorite thing. Anyways, from, my favorite thing from Chinese restaurants is the crab dragoon. By the way, cab dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> cab dragoon is also what people call my long license plate when I'm picking people up from the airport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah two Incredible. of them. Um, yeah, you were you're, you're going to say something, Michael, right? Like, yeah. Right. Uh, before we get too far off this, right, right before I pump the big old brakes on laughing and saying funny things by going to niche references. Anna, you are not only on Hacks, you are in my favorite episode of Hacks. I think probably everyone's favorite episode of Hacks. That is such a good episode. Thank you. You are such a memorable character. That one's written by Pat Regan too, right? I know. I know. Uh, It was such an honor. Um, I love that. They think the show is so good. Um, It's so good. And that episode is so good. I'm like, how did I find myself in it? Who knows? Um, But it was really um, cool. And I I will say, people ask me about that episode every now and then. They're like, did you get to work directly with Jean Smart? Not really. Like, they filmed us separately. But I got to see her do... I got to stand in for the rehearsal for when she does that big monologue on stage mm-hmm. and she had it all entirely memorized. And she, when she started doing it, people couldn't tell if she, like some people on set, like PAs couldn't tell if she was acting or not because it was that good. Mm. Like she has to do with, she like, she starts the monologue being like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if I should do this. And everyone was just like, what is she talking about? And it was like, truly I had never, I didn't know acting could be that good. Like she just mm-hmm. is incredible. <laughs> oh, um, she's really so cool. good in that. It's like yeah. a tour de force of comedy, that show. And it's like, it works on like a comedic and like emotional level. Cause Jean smart is like, the HBO, you know, and every contractually she's a obligated she's to be a, in she's a every darling. HBO We're in the, show. the golden era of Gene Smart. <laughs> I asked, uh, we had Oscar Montoya on the podcast. And I was like, oh, have you got to work with Gene Smart? And he was like, no, not yet, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but he's in an HBO Max show. It could be any day now. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So subscribe to HBO Max. Uh, they need it. They need our help yeah. right now. Use code IBMTLTT and check out. <laughs> yeah. They'll turn you away. Like, your credit card will be charged by more. them. They're like begging <laughs> us to stop promoting the code. Yeah, yeah. Please, um, we'll pay you to stop having drinks on your podcast. Like, we will give you free subscriptions if you stop yeah, yeah. saying you have affiliations with us. <laughs> We're like, no. this podcast is brought to you by yeah House of the Dragon. <laughs> so we're here to talk about David Bowie and yes. the rise and fall <laughs> of Ziggy Stardust and the Spires from Mars. Uh, it's a great title. And uh, yeah, well, what I guess, like, let's start off a little bit on your preconceived notions on David Bowie. And like, do, do you have any familiarity with him or what's your history with David Bowie? OK, so my history with David Bowie, I like have all, you know, David Bowie's always been in like the lexicon of, you know, like. Very, I'm burping so much for my LaCroix. Um, <laughs> like very, uh, you know, famous, influential, like change the scope of music artists. And I've always like acknowledged that and been like, yes, David Bowie, two thumbs up. I only knew a couple songs by David Bowie, which were on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never listened to the album, of course. And then, but I, you know, I was like, oh yeah, he's got the star on the eyes. He like kind of bent the rules of like, femininity with when in terms of like male performers and but I that was pretty much my my I like had never really do, dove into an album or like really researched his discography or anything like that yeah 
yeah what about you michael what's your history with D- i'm in a D- very DB. similar boat <laughs> like i'd heard moon age daydream yes like the, yep. uh i know I'm the lightning bolt the island lightning bolt his name is fun to say uh and i knew he's like you know in the queer lexicon right like yes you can't not know that i mean i i'm gonna say i'm not very uh keen on 1970s music i have a hard time like getting wow. into music like that's older me too I'm just not i want to but it's like the oldest i go is like 2002 <laughs> and then <I'm> like <laughs> ooh, an oldie i, I can do the 90s that. if it's like pop punk and that's yes, it yes, anything absolutely. before that i'm like it's weird and boring <laughs> i literally offend a hundred thousand people with that oh yeah. no i we we get the same but we have this we we have an iconically at least to us like chaotic episode of our own show where we talked about the beatles and it turns into like not us being like we hate this <laughs> we hate this <laughs> we hate this <laughs> yeah I it's need like, to listen to that we were we were grubs it's, like, it's yeah. not good okay <laughs> it's not, okay okay if you're gonna listen not that one do not be <laughs> yes. to listen to that one got it we talk about them jacking off together okay <laughs> yeah a it's lot. a skip it's a skip for me it's a skip for me yeah <laughs> I think that's yeah. a real story by the way <laughs> it um, is okay maybe not a skip <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like that, that was like a recreational activity they did together. Um, but yeah, like uh, <laughs> it's a bonding yep. exercise. It's friends. You can't see my face, listeners, but I have jaw on the floor. God, him saying so casually that it's a recreational <laughs> activity they did together. That was a uh, cut scene from the new documentary. Uh, to, like, got, it, got it. Got it. Got it. But it's they had to drop like, it for that to not get the NC seventeen rating. This <laughs> Disney Plus thing. Um, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so my preconceived notions on David Bowie. Um, he was the one. Like we did like a kind of a March Mooniness. We call it Mage Mooniness. It's very funny. Um, but like it was a Mage Mooniness competition where we would cover an artist for a month on the show, and he was the one I was like. Towards the end, I was like really pulling for it to be the winner because we could chart an entire career instead of like a narrow, just like maybe like five years or a decade or five years. Like we could like, you know, do like a whole like where with like Prince is our winner. Uh, we'll tune in November for those episodes. But like we're doing a very condensed 70s. This is the most mm-hmm. like creatively fruitful era of his like era. like and we can't cover everything. So like um, but with David Bowie, we could do like this one we could do labyrinth we could do like the at the at the end black star and like kind of like try a whole career which was very exciting to me but yeah he was always someone i wanted to get into on a deeper level but like partly it's just like the show the demands of doing the show every week is like well i can like we did like a david bowie episode two years ago when i was like hey this is awesome and then i was like well we gotta talk about the beatles and we gotta talk about all all these other guys I never really got into it. I never really. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, that's that's really it. So, yeah, we're here to talk. And yeah, I kind of had a vague understanding that he had like personas and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he had like alter egos and stuff like that. Yeah. And Ziggy Stardust was like a big one. Uh, so let's just talk about it. Like, let's it. Um, I guess. Did, did you guys have any like preconceived no- notions on this album at all beyond you, you know, the few songs you knew or anything along those lines. Even immediately seeing this cover, I was like, this is like a record store record. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
they're like <clears throat> playing it. You know, one of the employees is wearing the record case is like a hat, like a fascinator <laughs> on their head. Uh, you know, it's one of those albums. So this album, I didn't even know this album existed. Like that's how kind of out of the Ziggy Stardust world. I, I was like, yeah. David Bowie, he probably has like two or three albums. He's like a million. <laughs> yeah. um, I really like when you asked me to do this one, I was like, great, I'm, I'm going to be learning. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the fun of this. You're so right about it being a record store album. It's like pretty unassuming. It's like this is the album about Ziggy Stardust where he talks about, like where those half the songs are about his like identity as this like, right. pop, pop star. And then it's just like this very like a dude on the street and it's raining, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very for being like kind of a femme album. Yeah. It's like it's like it's raining. It's, <laughs> like, it is raining. It is raining. <laughs> And it's yeah. like, yeah, like it's like that uh, Josh, like from Drake and Josh, like this album changed my life, like or like whatever, <laughs> like, yeah. And like people like talk about it in this like in this highfalutin, um, which deservedly also by the to be fair, um, like this is like re- this is a game changing album. Mm-hmm. This is like so Was one this of the biggest most- one. Uh, it's it's up it's certainly up there i okay. think like okay. um he, his career even so, looking yeah. at spotify statistics i didn't really he's look up so like, many the sales but like i couldn't believe starman has 300 million listens on spotify yeah. i wow was, i don't know i just i i guess like to, you know you're like david bowie a classic right but you're not like oh people are actively like let me flip this on like that is happening daily. i do think starman had a resurgence because the of the Buzz Lightyear trailer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because of Lightyear. Um people were like, I can't get enough of the Lightyear trailer. What's I, I, I play this song and then I close my eyes and I imagine like a lesbian scientist kissing her wife. <laughs> uh, Disney Pixar's first lesbian character. <laughs> Thank you, David Bowie. No, actually the first lesbian character was like in Finding Doria where like it's at the aquarium and there's like a queer couple like <laughs> that's like two frames like two like it's sure it like point four <laughs> seconds of the movie <laughs> yeah yeah and, this is like, and and the lena waith cyclops that says it gets better that's right don't forget in upward wow. trailblazing yeah <laughs> so you're, you're that, saying something serious oh, though. Like, i was thinking that starman i think that it had either had some sort of resurgence on tiktok or it was in sure like i think it did have i think it did have a moment on tiktok yeah and also I just did. like uh i have like i you know grew up in like champaign urbana which is like kind of like and the local art scene there like i kind of uh all the people there were big david bowie fans all, all Wait, those where guys. did you grow up i'm so sorry i missed it um yeah champaign urbana like it's Ooh. basically like in it's like an hour from chicago like two hours from chicago oh, okay cool. and i yeah i live in chicago now so like but like a lot of like theater kids a lot of like David Bowie taught me it was okay to be weird. Like, you yeah. know, that, like that yeah. David thing. Bowie has huge theater kid energy. Yeah. 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 I think, um, I think I have like something in me that like just wants to hate theater kid energy. Like it's like self loathing. That's not fair I think. because I take that really personally. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. I, you're talking about me. It's self loathing. It's self loathing. Like, yeah. <laughs> have you seen that TikTok that's sort of like, diddly, diddly, diddly. it's like when musicals transition into singing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, I think that's very funny, but I would never be like, this is, I'm like not wanting to think it's very funny. You know what I mean? I'm like, ha, mm, ha, mm. You're, you're repressing, you're repressing. You <laughs> yeah. need to start self-accepting at this point. This is starting to get maybe, toxic. Maybe. That's the new <laughs> thing he's working on in therapy. Um, but, yeah. yeah. 
do you guys ever um, just like have things in your brain, but you don't connect them? Like, I'm like, yeah, Ziggy Stardust was in my brain in relation to David Bowie, but I never once was like, how are they connected? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like when right. you, I did this stupid ass series where I'm like, oh, a fireplace is called a fireplace because it's a place for a fire. Like, that's <laughs> crazy. Um, and I feel yeah. like that was, I had, hadn't quite made that connection with like Ziggy and David. Like I, I just didn't do enough research. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that it was like, that was his alter ego that he kind of like built a world around it. So it was, yeah. uh, it was the, news to me. The alter ego thing in music is something that has come up like a weird amount on our podcast recently, sure. especially too. I think we just talked about Beyonce who has, you know, Sasha Fierce, right. Or, you know, you have Rihanna and then the Rihanna that owns Fenty, you know, they're like those two. So it's we just did like, like uh, we did like uh, Garth Brooks, like he was playing Chris Gaines, like Kanye right. West does a lot of this, like right. alter egos and persona mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, like no. And and just I have it. I find it really hard. like I think it's a great like concept for an album. Like to me, like Marina and the Diamonds, like mm-hmm. he has like Electra Heart, you know, which mm-hmm. is fun. But to me, it's like it always seems like this was your idea for the album. Like when I start going into it, cause I'm realizing like, Oh, this is me. Ziggy. Like, did he, he did he want this to be a movie? What, like, what were you, I, mm-hmm. I have this like, mm. like Marvel has corrupted my brain or something oh, where no. I like, I think they just want I'm like, so sorry, he buddy. wants like the <laughs> Z- Ziggiverse, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Ziggiverse. And, and there's, there's another like character that he plays like right after this, because it feels like he didn't get it completely out of his system where he played Aladdin sane. And it's like the, that's the electric, the lightning bolt oh. over his eye thing and stuff like that. That's it's like not supposed Ziggy? to be, yeah, it's supposed to be even darker than this. It's supposed to be even more like you know, like um, delving into like stardom and stuff. Uh, I wow. haven't listened to it, so I don't know. it. I think like also my preconceived notion too of like David Bowie and Ziggy Stardust is like because I heard some of these songs before, and mm-hmm. when I think about David Bowie, I think about some of these songs like Five Years mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The Daydream. Yeah. I don't think of this as this weird curio where he played this alter ego and the music is mm-hmm. completely different. You know, this is what I think about when I think about David Bowie. So it like, I think my, like the theme I came up with is like, it, he's like playing Ziggy Stardust so he can be David Bowie. You know, he's like, and like the idea of like an alter ego is just like this. Why do people do alter egos is because like, there's this other side of you that you want to communicate. And mm-hmm. then, uh, by being there's this quote like he says his big inspiration for Ziggy was Vince Taylor and he stayed in my mind as an example of what can happen in rock and roll not sure if I held him as an idol or as someone not to be there was something about him going completely off the edge that it was appealing essentially I was just like th- this is like the story of this album is basically like you know, he sets the scene of just like, it's a world that's going to end in five years. Like Mm. we're desperate for love. So Ziggy Stardust comes down as like a alien superstar Mm -hmm. to be the beacon of hope of love and liberation. But then fame and greed gets to his head and then he flames out and he dies. (laughs) Basically that's like the general. uh, But yeah, I, 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 did you come, did you theorize that? I I don't think I'm the first to like theorize that. Okay. I I just like knew that there was a narrative, so I try to piece it together a little bit. It's it's also like he said that he came up with the concept after he wrote all the songs, so it's not like wow, which is like so that's why there's probably some like songs that are kind of clunkers in my opinion. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He came up with it after he wrote Ziggy Stardust. It was like, what could the <laughs> name be? <laughs> what yeah. could the name be? Well, I just thought it sounded funny. I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. like, that was so bad. That's a like, name. <laughs> He was reading like Ziggy, the comic strip, and then he was looking at like the like you you know like in sitcoms where like you make up a fake name is uh my name is uh, <laughs> yeah. uh mirror Chair. computer <laughs> Chair shelf uh, yeah. coffee cup and then like the label was like they had a god and like was like you gotta come up with a name for this album and he's like uh and he's like reading his Sunday fun he's like oh Ziggy uh, Stardust. <laughs> like, <laughs> Stardust, I think I'm constantly thinking of when I look at or stars. Or he was like, or he was, <laughs> or he, was or he needed to dust his his little cabinet. He looks at a mirror, he sees himself, he's a ghost star, and then he realizes the mirror is dusty. And then there we dust. go, there yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah, and that's like, um, uh, that he wrote that in his autobiography. I was like, we were like reading from that. Yeah, um, yeah that was an excellent, <laughs> a reading from. Um, but yeah, like any other, like. I, I, I shouldn't have gone first. Like, what were your, like, guys' like... <laughs> I'm like, what my thoughts are actually like... everything that Andy... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Believe it or yeah, not, I actually, like, know. word for word was going to say that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I was going to make you guys read the excerpt from yeah. uh, <laughs> is it, is it the Ziggy Stardust memoir. I, um, yeah, um, definitely everything Andrew said, I theorized on my, my own. And then um, <laughs> I was driving listening to this album when i was driving from santa monica back to los Feliz in heavy traffic and i don't think i looked los up angeles from my phone once i was simply looking at the lyrics and then going to songmeanings.com and <laughs> yeah. looking and reading the comments from 2004 being mm. like this song is actually about his relationship with a person named mark and i was like huh, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah. but i learned a lot through the comments about how because I can't think on my own. No. I was like, what are these people on the internet going to tell me what this is? Um, and I, I love... Ziggy Stardust, the, explain on YouTube. I, it's just like, and I was like, <laughs> like the clickbait. I was like, yes, me. Um, I really liked that it was about... Well, what I got from it after looking at the lyrics, I was like, okay, so this is about... He's kind of has this self-awareness of the... I think the album for me is him as David Bowie singing about Ziggy Stardust. Not the album himself is Ziggy Stardust. And does that make sense? And it feels like he's kind of observing, observing this person, like Ziggy's behavior, and making commentary on it. I really liked um, the themes of basically like uh, using space and like aliens to be commentary on the things that were happening in the at the time like mm -hmm. about like sex and consuming and consumerism and like things like that i thought it was so it was like one i would say the most like sci-fi album i've listened to uh if that makes sense oh sure yeah, yeah yeah i think it's like like being like an alien and like a space alien like is a really good metaphor for like you know queerness and stuff like that like that's mm -hmm. a really I think that's very cool, like that he like uh, pinpointed that and like hit on it several times throughout. Mm -hmm, his mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I'm in. I'm in a really similar boat. I uh, I have a hard time. Like I have to listen to the album first before I'm like going into lyrics and stuff. Mm. And that was not a good choice for this album because I like it a lot better when I'm looking at the lyrics. But mm -hmm. when I first heard this, I was just like, like this sounds like 
the worst <laughs> band I know, the Beatles. <laughs> it wow. sounds like to and me, it like it's the Beatles. Yeah, famously bad band, the Beatles. What? <laughs> uh, like, it's just oh, Michael sorry. sent us a text like yesterday at six twenty six p.m. and he wrote, "quote." David Bowie sucks. S U X. Like just like, <laughs> like holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, like it's like, but like that was like I, yesterday. So like maybe it had changed. Yeah, I had to do between. a little more. I had to do my research. You know, sit yeah. down, really do my research. But sometimes and you don't want to do research for an album, and no. this is when you have to do research for. Yes, absolutely. So I was like listening to it, not wanting to look at my phone, and was like. Mm, kind of bad. Totally agree know. that this is not like a easy listening. Put this album on just to like vibe in my car, you know. Like it, there's a couple songs on it that I'm like, great, like Starman sure, and Moonage Daydream. I'm yep. like, yeah, I like those. They sound good to my ears. I don't need to listen to the lyrics. Correct. Um, yes. The rest, I would say, are like you kind of gotta put in a little hork to get to the core of it. Yes. Yes. And it's like also there's this thing where it's like to me, rock and roll is like really cool and not like. I, like because i'm not of the rock and roll era right sure uh, i when it's like oh yeah i'm a rock and roll like party monster and it's like well this song <laughs> sounds like it's on a ukulele so like <laughs> that's kind of where i'm sitting <laughs> so that was my first impression of the album not the question but sure yeah, yeah, yeah. A valid opinion answer. that needs yes. to be shared i have to opinion. share yeah so i was recent <laughs> thank you for affirming me i appreciate that um I was listening through it and I really do. It's mostly like a persona. I see it as a lot of like a sexuality slash self-expression mm-hmm. sort of album, like as a general theme. I'm not bringing anything new necessarily, but even like stuff like Lady Stardust. And it's mm-hmm. like talking about like, I love that one. Big highlight uh, for me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like having makeup on your face and being a guy and it's like, whoa, like, that was new to people in like 1972 and even still now people are like i don't know make upon a god make upon a god yeah it's like but it not woman (laughs) (laughs) so like it shouldn't still be relevant 50 literally 50 years later and yet it still rings true like he still gives like a it feels like the queer experience to some degree which is really interesting so Mm -hmm. I, I want to jump off of that a little bit of just like, yeah. I actually like didn't understand what his impact on was on uh, queer, like queerness and like mm-hmm. queer community and stuff. I, I wasn't like, I listened to, uh, uh, what's it called? Like hunky dory, hunky dory. I listened to that last time and that's the only album I listened to. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. So basically my understanding at the time was that from that ap- episode was like, he came out as gay and, later as bisexual uh in like around this time mm-hmm. and then uh, like a decade later said something along the lines of you know that was the worst like mistake of my career to like come out or something like that even wow. though and, like and he married a woman and like he had kind of like a more traditional family like moving on like he was married to some but also he had like relationships with men and stuff like that and so uh I read this article from LeJohn Joseph from ID Magazine, um, where he says, quote, not yet a superstar. David Bowie still had much to lose when he told the enemy, I'm gay. I always had been. 
The statement, often viewed as nothing more than a publicity stunt to maximize the press attention <gasps> surrounding Ziggy, could feasibly have wiped out Bowie's career rather than magnifying it. Regardless of the truth of how gay he was, for someone on the threshold of such such success to risk mm. it all uh, with such an admission immediately made queer seems bold, brave, and rebellious. And then he goes on to say something along the lines of the thesis of the article is like Bowie's contribution to queer culture is like he made queerness cool. Mm. He made it like uh, because early on, like the archetype for a gay person in the 1970s was mm. Oscar Wilde. It was like, and he quote, he describes it as aristocratic, well-dressed, quipping, encoded, mm. but tragic. Um, when Ziggy appeared, the version of queer he offered was different. The It was barely dressed, working class, dangerous, overtly libidous, offering sex at full tilt. Mm -hmm. And he wiped the narrative of the tragic queer and it, he, Bowie made looking queer, not something one must suffer, but something one must revel in, not Ooh. only bearable, but desirable. Like that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. That's great. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's like, I don't want to like, you know, critique like Harry Styles again. Like, but like, the, it's like not, not, not even critique him, but like the idea of like people like, Oh, like, it is brave for him to go out and like wear like a dress and like, you know, wear makeup. And it is brave to like bend fashion, like gender fashion and stuff like that. But it's also, yeah. it's not as brave as like what he did during this time, basically mm -hmm. um, where David Bowie, like the other contribution to queerness, like is like, he made queerness like unlabelable. He said something mm. like he broke <laughs> and, the box. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the last like thing I'll say about this though. It's like the idea of um, Jonathan in 2003. Jonathan asked him, "Were you bisexual? Were you pansexual? Were you trisexual?" And then Bowie replied, "I was just happy. I got my leg over a lot, <laughs> like, which is like, which is like, like yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Good for him for having sex. Hell <laughs> <So>, yeah, <laughs> yeah." David Bowie uh, was like, "I don't know. I fucked, dude." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't know. even paying attention to who it was. Pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know. Like, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Maybe. For me, like, this album felt very theatrical in that it was, like, very visual and um, descriptive of, like, you know, the aliens and stars and, like, what kind of makeup. And, like, I just felt like it was, I, when I was reading the lyrics, I was picturing a lot. Like, I could really clearly mm -hmm. see what he was saying. And, um... But I will say there was like one or two songs I think that just didn't fit. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. What are yep. we what is this doing on here? Like it felt the album felt so cohesive, except for like one or two. And I was like, this I don't think really relates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh we do we want to transition to like low lights and hit on those then? Or uh, Andrew, would you rather talk highlights first? Or what do you want to do? Well, yeah, we could go to low lights first. Uh right after this break. Click. Uh, hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we're having a great time with Anna Garcia here. Uh, Woo! Let's, yeah, let's. I guess let's talk about lowlights first. Uh, Would you rather go highlights first? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna, like, let, let's ask. Yeah, like, uh, Anna, I just wanted to talk you. about what didn't fit. Yeah. Okay. Please. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we were talking about it already. So. Yeah. Let's yeah. do lowlights first because then we, it's, you know, it's like yeah. you want the bad news first and then the good news. Yeah. 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 No sandwich. Bad news, then good news. <laughs> I just, my sandwiches are just two pieces of bread. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's not supposed to go meat, mayonnaise, 
mayonnaise meat again. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. I don't even eat bread. I guess Um, you're not on the keto diet like me. (laughs) (laughs) Delicious. So um, we're talking okay. about low lights. Yeah, like <laughs> Anna, what were, what were some songs that were low lights for you? Um, so some low lights for me. I don't think I loved Five Years, the first what? one. Wait, which one was? Let me just listen real quick. That's the okay. first song. That reaction Five just hurt. Yes. Hold on. Yeah, I didn't like this one very much. Okay, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting to me. I think it's because um, it set the because I. I like didn't, you know, I know David Bowie's work. I know what he sounds like, but I was like, oh my God, is this whole album going to be like boring 70s music is what I was worried. <laughs> sure. And this song gave me, it was before I looked at the lyrics and I was like, okay, great. That's literally, that was my reaction it was just, okay, wow. great. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think you and I were in similar boats. For, on for first list, this is like what got me texting David Bowie sucks, S-U-X, because <laughs> I was like, Boring. Sounds boring. just like the Beatles. I don't boring. know how you can. People think are going to call us so uncultured, and okay. I don't care. But, but on multiple listens, this moved up my ranks quickly, quickly. Okay, so, I'm going to have to give it a couple more listens. Yeah, then. this one is not a low light for me. We are like, I, I want to like make the like, you know, the set the precedent of like just what the show is of the idea of like we have like a week or like even a few days to like listen to this record. It's not mm-hmm. like music is eternal like the yeah, idea of, like yeah, you can yeah, like yeah. you're this is a draft of what we think so it could be totally Ugh, different in a year or like two that. years or five years or something like that so my one of my favorite artists has an album that i've listened to probably five thousand times lizzie mcalpine um mm-hmm. and that's good so she's so good um but i remember like upon my like 12th listen my favorites were completely opposite of what i initially yeah, thought they would yeah, be like exactly. it does change you're so right yeah this is like we're just like dipping our toe for the first time like mm-hmm. I, first impression yeah first impressions yeah. but also more so than just like a reaction channel like we have we had a little bit of time to sit with yeah that. the conceit is i've been meaning to listen to that so it's i want to listen to this i have listened to it and this is what i am getting from it not yeah. like this just dropped like i'm not like <laughs> uh-huh sounds good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Sick. I'm not like a uh, what's like the people like on YouTube who are like singing Re- instructors, reacting. and mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, sounds good. Oh, okay. that run. <laughs> a pitch. We do that next time. We listen live, and we're like, mm, the tone is beautiful. <laughs> hear that? that hear that? What he's doing with his voice? <laughs> We just tear them apart. We're like, I actually don't think the sun's good. <laughs> but, but like, okay, so that's, yeah, like, that's, not, he, that's not how I feel. That was a joke. Put was the joke. mic down. Put the mic down. <laughs> so you thought like five years, just like at the uh, as at a first listen. First was listen, it was a sleeper for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you think about it now? Like, what's like your, or is it kind of like the same? About well, I think it's, it's still a sleeper. It's I haven't really uh, given it another listen since dubbing it a sleeper, but I <laughs> um. Upon listening to it now, it, it feels um, like a very quintessential Bowie song. Like, I feel like it kind of oh, yeah. encapsulates his vibe as an artist with, like, meaningful lyrics and, like, a consistent sort of, like, I don't know how to describe his style, but it's kind of this, like, triumphant, like, mm. pushing onward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, That's kind of what Five Years feels like, I would say. It feels like a good summary of his songs. That and also like a lot of yearning too. Like it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love five years. That's like, 
I, do I think too. I know the when first, I said it, you both yeah. freaked out, and I was like, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> I was like, immediately, Anna, your opinion is fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, no we're pissed. <laughs> These men are mad at me. Oh my god, the Bechtel, Mrs. Bechtel is here. She's shaking her head. She just popped into the Zoom and she just wagged her finger. Uh uh uh. Also, also, fire doesn't pass out the like, like, oh, uh, yeah. oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? That, that tweet. Also, uh, also Fire, Fire Island does it. Yeah, a white woman on Twitter was like, I actually have an issue with Fire Island. It doesn't pass the Bechdel test. And we were all like, <laughs> shut up. Oh, yes. Shut up. Well, the, the Bechdel test actually. Well, it's like, have you listened to the Bechdel cast? It's a podcast I really like with uh, yeah. Caitlin Durante and uh, Jamie Loftus. Yeah. Jamie Loftus. Yes. Yeah, sorry. And they talk about how it's like, either women or people of like gender minorities talking to each other about things that aren't men like they kind of broaden the yeah, Bechtel yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like obviously like fire island they're not like in- intentionally writing women off like that's right of course like, it's yeah it's like one of those things it's like this boggles the mind like people <laughs> just love to critique things too and so yeah, we try to stray away from that here too where it's like if it's a low light and you think it's a low light i'm not i don't want it to be like us collectively gasping the air out of the zoom call right like i just <laughs> want to like hear more right <laughs> i want to know why you think that so if we had a unified opinion on things this would be a boring show you're so yeah right. you're so right I, i'm gonna I be agree. contrarian i, I, I agree with you too uh, so uh, <laughs> like, oh and, and anna you agreed with me there too no no <laughs> <laughs> we agree we all collectively agree that we have to disagree on things version of me just entered the room <laughs> so okay do uh, I, should i continue with low lights or should we all go around and continue no let's i just want to like let's uh, this is an opportunity to talk a li- little bit about five years um okay, yeah yeah i think I, bowie is such a great writer i think he's mm-hmm. such a talented just like how he introduces the idea of like we got five l- years left to live that's the premise of the song mm-hmm. and the idea of like he heard it on the news and like he saw the newscaster crying and that's how he knew it was real it wasn't like a prank and then the idea of just like you know just like he's like just like looking at the world and like watching these horrible things and like he watches a girl almost kill like some children accidentally like just like because she was like well the rules are out the window like let, i don't care anymore and like she, he like the line that's really beautiful is like a cop knelt and kissed the feet of a priest and a queer threw up at the side of that. Just like this, like looking at the world, none of it makes sense. He's trying to hold as much of it in his head as possible. And then he sees this person he was in love with. And then life that like, Oh, I have a purpose again. Oh, like I think in the song, he actually says something along the lines of don't think I knew you were in the song. (laughs) Like the idea of like, I did it's, like that part. Yeah, but, but by seeing her, it like changes the course of like, and it's not just. I I just like find it so cool that like it's like a song about terror, but also relief, but also monotony, and also the grief of the situation they're in, and because five years is like not that long, but also ki- kind of long at the same time. So like, if you if someone told you like you have five years to live, like. Um, it would embolden you, but also like for me, it would like paralyze me at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, mm-hmm. so like having a me, having like a meaning, like something to look forward to in that five year span would like, that's like what saves the, the, the narrator of this Aww. song, basically. Yeah. Aww. But it, at the same time, it's still like when he's like screaming, we got five years and then like, we got 
five years. Oh no! Like he's like kind of like screaming at the same time. It's still really scary. It's still like really like um. It's just like a cacophony of feeling and yearning and passion. And it is like yeah, you're right. It is like a very um David Bowie ethos type of song. Like the mm-hmm. idea of like we should live like we have five years to live. Like we should like we can we should live like we we don't have tomorrow necessarily. Also, so. Yeah. yeah, I think what turned me off to it was the beginning when I was listening and it was like, like, people are weeping, the earth is dying, <laughs> like, all the people, all the people. And I'm like, all right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those sort of artists where it's like a brooding song or brooding mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, uh, sure. Yeah, that was. I don't want to have to think when I listen to music. I want to think about how hot I am going to the club. <laughs> I only uh, listen to Dua Lipa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Loki, that is me though. No, that is me too. That is me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like doing the pencil dance, like Dua Lipa's pencil dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. And I'm like, this is very hard to do in five years. This is not as fun. <laughs> but Andrew, so, I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. That makes me appreciate the song so much more. And I love the lyric where he's like, didn't know you were in this song. It's mm-hmm. that sort of self-awareness that I was talking about earlier, where it's like he he's like, it looks like the way he this album is, is like he's like watching his album from above. Like uh-huh. I don't mm-hmm. know. It feels like he really is like commenting on the album and Ziggy while making it. I think also part of it's like where I didn't watch a lot of the live performances of this. I think that's a probably a big understand like big part we're missing or just like the visual element mm. of like what he was doing and stuff like that but anyways um yeah michael what's the low life for you uh both suffragette city yes. and rock and roll suicide are suffragette city suffragette city one under one bad yeah. song okay that was <laughs> actually my number one sore spot I, th- I was gonna list a few please don't think that i only hated five years um, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like trying to claw your way back in our good graces <laughs> yeah i'm like it's okay if you don't like a song it's actually my favorite song in that one i actually like, but, but I like it michael you guys are good hosts so we like it <laughs> <laughs> I like being here. It's great. Like, I love being here. It's great. I, actually, thank you so much for saying that, Andrew. That is so true, and I agree fully. Um, anyway, <laughs> the Beatles do suck. Yeah, I hate them too. <laughs> the Beatles all did jerk each other off. Uh, uh, <laughs> they jerked themselves off. They didn't jerk each other <laughs> off. Like, yeah. Oh my God, Anna. Why would you spread lies? Uh, okay, hey, this was a pleasure. I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Zephyrhead City. Um, yes, yes, I agree boring, with you, Michael. Please continue. Bad song. The Agreed. chorus is so repetitive. Nightmare. Uh, doesn't fit with the themes of the rest of the album. I like, felt that way. Yep. It feels like feminism for feminism's sake, like to some degree. Like, what does this have to do with anything? It's like, you know, it's like when someone's like the women, you know, like you know the be- the this. It's the Fire Island doesn't pass the Bechtel test of this album, right? Where it's like <laughs> the internet's uh, ruined our brains. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I can only I can only speak in like referencing tweets. Yeah. Like it's 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 the cofefe of this album. Like <laughs> it's giving Slay Queen. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm popping my pussy for suffrage. <laughs> Um, my bussy closed up when I heard this song. <laughs> Not the suffragette. My suffragette. Sit to see. This is 
this is the worst podcast like <laughs> ever. So bad. No this one listened to this episode. Turn it off after this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So suffragettes. Yeah, I did like. I had no notes on it. I just like. I like the driving energy of this song, but that's about it. Like, it's just. I don't have anything to say about it. Like, ever and over and over and over. Yeah, over and over. He probably said suffragette city one million. I look at the lyrics right now, and I, I'm only seeing the word suffragette. Yeah. It puts the suffer in suffragette. <laughs> I, I did. I like this song. I like the um, schoolhouse rock song about suffragettes better than this. You know, yeah, I mean, we were suffering really. through suffrage. Bah, bah, bah. Like, oh my I, god, I, I, you guys I like, do a do an episode on all the schoolhouse rock songs. That would be that'd be fun. Awesome. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, I um, made a uh, drag mix that uses Interplanet Janet in like a space theme. Oh, wow, mix, which is very fun. It's very funny when people are like. I'd rather get kicked in the balls and listen to Suffer Get City. And like, <laughs> you what? Like, yeah. It's a it's song. Not that bad. It's like three not minutes. That bad. Like, I'd rather have my eyes gouged out with a rusty spoon than have to look at the lyrics from <laughs> Suffer Get City. <laughs> I know there's this, I know it's hyper, hyper stuff, but it's like very yeah. funny. It's like, huh? Crazy? You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm starting to re- I'm gonna react to hyperbole and like like it's real every single time. Yeah, yeah. What? Like Anna, don't kill yourself because you don't like five years. <laughs> no, sorry, that is going to happen. Um, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no, Anna. I do want to hear your thoughts on um, rock and roll suicide, which you said you didn't like. I just yeah, that, that I mean, I kind of uh, hit on that earlier, where it's like to me, like this music isn't like rock and roll. This is like I don't know. It's not. I know it is rock and roll, but it's like the like where pop music originated from rock and roll. Like when I hear rock and roll, I kind of think sure. more like, I think like Aerosmith or You're I even think more like Ozzy like, Osbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like this kind of rock and roll is like a guitar and drums. Like, Oh, it's too gay for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's I'm not. Queer, like, I can say that I'm queer, I'm queer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, we just had to cut up. No, I'm not even going to make that joke. Uh, <laughs> No, you're fine. No, I totally. I want it to be gayer. I guess if it, if I <laughs> yeah. want it to be rock and roll, or I want it to be like more fabulous. Like even the like album cover being so like bland, and mm. the content of this album being so like interesting and outer spacey and stuff. Is it's like yeah, I, I just don't get it. The cohesiveness doesn't work for me. So rock and roll suicide kind of hits all that. Like it's kind of like the culmination of all those complaints all mm. in one at the end of the album. Like, I want it to be more of a closer and more, like, cover everything that we talked about, mm. like, instead of, I don't know. Does that make sense, what I'm Is it, it does. saying there? Okay. Yeah. I, 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 Do you I, like I, it? I like it. I don't, like, love it as much as the, like, first, like, five or six songs or something like yeah. that. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, so they're, like, S-tier songs on this album. Like, just, yes, like, totally. some of the best, like, songs, in my opinion. Um, But, like, rock and roll, like... I think like part of it's just like, you know, the idea of like, this is the death of Ziggy Stardust. He dies. And yeah. like, yes. and like the funeral, the like, it's like super abrupt. And it's just like, there's like a funeral noise, like, burp, burp, and <laughs> he's like, like communicates that he died and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's also, um, it kind of like towards the end of his life, the idea of Ziggy Stardust, like he kind of get got lost in like, you know, greed and like being a superstar and stuff like that. He kind of mm-hmm. like showed his hum- humanity kind of. And then 
at the end of his life, he kind of remembers, oh, this is why I'm here. Like, I have to remind people, like, uh, you're watching yourself, but you're too unfair. Something like that. Like, mm. which is, like, incredibly beautiful line. But then, like, he, but then he dies anyways. Like, but then he it just, mm. like, flames mm-hmm. out like a comet, essentially. I, 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 but, like, I will say it's not my favorite song. It's, like, I think it's a good closer. Like, some of my queer friends said, like, yeah, this song helped me through a hard time. Yeah, a lot, of, like a lot yeah. of people, especially on songmeanings.com, a lot of people were like, this song <laughs> literally saved my life. Like, Wait, having absolutely. someone that you look up to be saying, like, you're not alone, like, but they were mm-hmm. like, it changed my life. You know, like, it, it absolutely it felt hurt. They actually had a meeting on the website I was looking at with for comments for like this album. They actually had a meetup where they talked about this album, but I missed it. It was on January 6th last year. Uh, it was, yeah, uh, 4chan is where I've been talking about this album, by the way. So, <laughs> boo, boo, <laughs> boo, Michael, boo. Uh, I do have to say... Let yeah. me take eight steps to get to that joke real quick. Yeah, Jesus. We were just going, like, <laughs> stepping stone to stepping stone. We were trying to follow along so hard. Um, okay, I do... Before we move on from Rock and Roll Suicide, mm-hmm. unless we're still on it and I'm just misreading, um, I think that this album does feel rock and roll to me. I would not... I would say that there are different types of rock and roll and this, to comment on what Michael's saying, I do think that this does feel rock and roll. Um, it's just not like the classic, like sort of harder rock and roll. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think that as a closer to like, if this album does have the rise and the fall and like, this is the metaphorical fall, I do wish it related to the themes a little more of like relating more to how like you can get wrapped up (laughs) in fame and how like people can become disillusioned. Like I Mm -hmm. I would, if this album is an essay, like this wasn't the conclusion that I, I like yeah, wanted. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's a bad song. Um, and I actually took note of the lyric, you're watching yourself, but you're too unfair. Like I was like, oh, okay, so he this this song felt he's like, this is the one for my fans. He's like, this is for mm-hmm. the people that like love me. Um, mm-hmm. like it was almost kind of like a love letter or thank you note is what it felt like. Okay. Yeah. I, I get it. I like it now. You I'm a piece <laughs> no, of no, shit. No. You don't guys, pull an you guys get don't it. Pull you like it. It's bad. You hate the song. <laughs> Wait, let me back. <laughs> let me back. I think like there's just like songs like again, part of it's just like uh uh after Starman, the song It Ain't Easy. It's a cover. It's just like if you're gonna have like four S tier songs in a row and then hit us with "It Ain't Easy," I'm yeah. like, okay, I, it's probably we, not bad. Like, it's probably it's like it's a cover of some artist that probably has something thematically tied with the rest of the album and stuff like that. But it's just like, I I, I didn't really, especially after winning me back so quickly with Lady Stardust, and then like. Hang on to yourself, the Ziggy Stardust song, Suffered Get City. There's just like a chunk where it's just like, oh, we're in trouble a little bit. Like, we're like, mm-hmm. we're, this is not as interesting. And like, I, I like the idea of like, I think it's a cool creative decision to introduce the band, but it's also mm-hmm. weird that they're introduced this late in the album. Like, just like, and he's like doing like Jeff Dunham characters. Like I'm like, you know, just like we have the bad members or whatever. And it's just like, uh, okay, okay. Uh, kind of interesting. Like I, I think it's cool how he places perspective in this album a little bit, but it's just like, oh, it didn't like hit quite as hard as like some of the best songs on this record. I but agree. like, again, again, like it could change in a week or something like that. Maybe so I'll listen true. to it. Yeah. I didn't like when he said, 
coochie coochie woman. <laughs> I don't no, know why. I was just like, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's yeah. very, that, that is very like old timey talk. I've been so thinking about old-timey. that too. Yeah. Where it's like, the way you're talking in media is going to be portrayed so interestingly. Like, I was even watching something from like 2012 and some character is supposed to be like cool. And so she talks like in 2012 slang, yeah. but everyone else talks in a way that I feel is a little more timeless, at least, or at least like of our generation mm-hmm. where she's, she's saying things that are along the lines of, OMG, like she's vocalizing OMG and sure. stuff like that. And I'm like, have people ever done that? Like, like <laughs> I no. just, I don't get it. And I think like honky tonky and like saying stuff like, you know, like you see old movies and they're referring to ladies as like damsels or like yeah, hoochie yeah, mama. Yeah. And it's like, don't say hoochie mama. <laughs> like, don't I don't know. I think that. you should come back. I think we should get back. Yeah, you know what? Today, we bring it back. We bring, yeah. it, we bring back hoochie gonna, coochie woman. I'm going to staunchly stand against hoochie coochie woman. <laughs> I, I, on the opposite end from you two, weirdly. Uh, amongst a large portion of the population, I feel. I guess keep pulling that rope, but we will get it over the ledge. <laughs> and finally, just like to your point about like... uh how like this doesn't feel quite rock and roll. I think it's kind of in, I think it's probably because it like he was sub like intentionally or unintentionally probably creating a new genre. Like, yeah, like probably yeah, yeah, like yeah. what we we're talking about of like what you were talking about, like, Oh, the pop rock genre, like, and stuff like that. And like a song that I don't love as much, uh, like hang on to yourself. I think it's kind of, it's, it's okay, but like, mm-hmm. it's not as good, but like the genius annotation says, I don't know how true this is, but like, uh, many would cite the guitar wrist, tempo, and attitude as one of the early examples of punk rock. So, like, even in a song mm. that, like, ah, okay, like he acts, he's like, even if for a song that's okay, it's like, whoops, I helped popularize a genre. I was actually like, gonna like, say, "Hang on to yourself" is like my number one highlight of this album. Ooh, okay, yeah, okay. I, I really like it. I think it's very fun. It has the same messaging, like it sticks with the theme of the rest yeah, of the album. Yeah, it really does. But. It's fun. It, it, I had a fun time listening to it on the first listen to Like You're all about it, shutting the brain off. Can I dance n- a little to it? I, I, I self-proclaimed shut the brain off, dance a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But I will also read the lyrics, right? Like I'm not mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. mm, slow, bad. Like I <laughs> sometimes am slow, bad, but like I try to like take a holistic approach to the album, right? Or at least somewhat as much as I can. And to me, like this song is like, fun i listened to it and i was like oh i liked it and then i look up the lyrics as i'm reading the lyrics of every other song still still cool Mm -hmm. like it's not vapid while also still being fun which is a big plus to me i had a really interesting time with this song because i was like oh fun song woohoo and then the lyric you better hang on to yourself is just like ends pretty much every verse or chorus Mm -hmm. um and so i of course I have two two things. One, I was like, this is a sexy song because it's like she's a funky thigh collector. She wants my honey, not my money. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, OK, we're talking about banging. Um, and I, there were two really interesting theories about what the song is about. And someone was like, you better hang on to yourself is like Bowie referring to like him like and holding on to his dick and like <laughs> it being this like powerful like sexual like number and then another one was which i this is the one i agree with um you better hang on to yourself is like we're in this whirlwind people you're having sex like 
were the spiders mm-hmm. from Mars. Like that I want to talk about because I was like, what? Um, but it the song was so high tempo that it felt like this whirlwind of like kind of when you're in the middle of fame and like everything feels mm-hmm. like so yes. rushed and chaotic. Yes. And then you better hang on to yourself is like at any moment it could sl- it could slip. Like and it kind of felt like that with the tempo of the song too, because it was a little like I feel like out of place with not out of place with the album in terms of like theme or anything, but it was just like the the more upbeat one. And so the you better hang on to yourself really made me feel like it was like mm-hmm. kind of reflecting the and I think it's both. I, I do think it's both I genuinely yeah. think it's like, you know, great art is like the idea of just like multiple interpretations and so like, true. Like, <laughs> so true bestie. So uh, true bestie. <laughs> <laughs> OMG, I cannot <laughs> believe. OFL, you are so right. <laughs> and like, I, I like, I love, like, conceptually, I love the idea of like the song Star introducing his hubris, which it leads to his downfall. The mm. idea of just like, Star is like, yeah, this guy's fighting in a war, this guy's starving in this country, but I'm going to make it worthwhile as a rock and roll star. Like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the hero. I'm like, I like, like Star. He, yeah, yeah. Like, um, but let's go through highlights of this album, like now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Anna, what's a highlight for you? Well, not to be the basic little slut I am, but Moon Age Daydream <laughs> is an absolutely Ooh. perfect song. I was gonna say that one too. <laughs> Moon Age Daydream is so good. The drums, the like, it just um. It starts off with such a zang to it that you are hooked from the first Durr, four seconds. I'm an like, alligator. Like it just um I really immediately that one is captivating. It that was my number one favorite. And it's I already knew that song. And I already knew I was looking forward to hearing that song. So I was like, it's nice to hear it in the context of the album too. Like it works. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. like Andrew was saying way earlier, like these are songs kind of as part of our persona. But they're like the iconic David Bowie. It's like part of the mm-hmm. David Bowie, you know, Coliseum. Like if yeah, I'm walking yeah. down the halls, this is one of the big names. And it's so good. I didn't realize Starman was so much like more listened to, like we were talking about earlier. But mm. Moon Age Daydream to me is like the number one song in this album. Like it's very, very good. Mm. I mean, I know I said number one highlight was Hang On To Yourself, but that was more so like a me highlight this one like yeah, if yeah. i were to like show someone a song i'd be hey, like oh, have you can heard you change Daydream? your mind um no I, whatever you hey, guys think okay. is good <laughs> i like that too and whatever you guys think is bad that's what i think is bad too so yeah. just and if you're listening to this yeah whatever you think listener so yeah i'm there i love it as the idea of just him kicking the door down just like the ziggy stardust character like into yeah. the album a yep. little bit because yep, like yep, the yep. first two songs totally. are a little more you know heady and conceptual a little bit mm-hmm. um you're so then, right it's such a kick of the door down here i am song yeah yep. I, I love the it. i love the i'm a mother papa for you like that like yeah i love like mama papa as like a sensor for like motherfucker <laughs> like that's really funny <laughs> um and i like the line about like keep your electric eye on me babe put your ray gun to my head the idea of like he's accepting this fame and surveillance and scrutiny with bravado mm. like daring everyone to like judge him or like you know i don't give a shit what you think about me um and like what do you what do you think freak out in a moon age daydream is oh i don't know <laughs> like i'd like i i think it might be just like it's probably like for his audience maybe like the idea of put your face space face close to mine freak out in a day, moon age daydream the idea of this is like 
I don't give a shit what these other guys think. This is for my fans. Like this, like you're gonna the people who need my message. You should take my message and like freak out and stuff. Mm. Um, but I could be wrong. I kind uh, of see Moon Age Daydream as like the show that Ziggy Stardust puts on, like the mm. chromatica ball of Ziggy yeah. Stardust. You know what I mean? Yes. Like welcome totally. to the Moon Age Daydream. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. If if we're looking at this through the lens of like. He's kicking down the door. He's like, I'm here, bitch. It would make sense for him to be like, this is my show. Freak out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was a really interesting um, uh, comment on songmeetings.com, <laughs> which eh, they are sponsoring this episode today. Yeah, use, use code Anna. I'm, use code at, Anna. <laughs> opinions are correct to get free comments. <laughs> yeah. um, so, this, like, I, I'm sure it's like HTML forum. Like everyone's <laughs> icons are like It hasn't this. been updated in simply a decade uh, or two <laughs> yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were talking about, and this is something that I thought was so interesting about how like this song is about how technology also has shifted Mm -hmm. uh, the way people interact with each other of like, keep your electric eye on me. That surveillance thing is like so real, but like the way that like toys and distractions can like come. I don't even know what, what it was. I have to look at it, but it was just basically like, there's so much that's not real. And like humans can get distracted by toys and like, the the put your rig under my head mm-hmm. freak out in a moon age daydream it doesn't necessarily mean anything at all um like we just kind of have these new flashy toys like electric eye ray gun and it, um i thought that was a cool a uh, theory that i wanted to share oh yeah it's like and it ties into like five years of just like the beginning passage of just him listing crazy things that were happening and just like mm-hmm, him trying to mm-hmm. uh, process and understand his like <laughs> uh his demise and stuff um this is such a great song like every part of the song is iconic i I think like every instrument everything's every instrument's doing something unique and memorable the drums the guitar the piano the strings his vocal performance is like really incredible he has a wild voice that is something really i want to hit on this like it is david bowie you hear it and you're like oh my god this is everyone do your best bowie impression uh oh. hey guys it's me dave bowie uh it was pretty good all right michael go ahead uh, okay uh <laughs> i was gonna do something very stupid so i'm not going to okay uh i'm waiting okay hello i am an alien from mm. outer space mm. it is me david bowie great good job yeah. i know okay, like, let's hear yours yeah I'm an alligator. <laughs> okay, that was really good. The visual that was, that was really good. Yeah. I agree. See guys, see I boys agree. committing? Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I was committing. Yeah, I'm, I'm an alligator. See, I'm doing it. I'm it's doing too it. fucking I'm doing late, Michael. <laughs> it's too fucking late. Please like me. Please let me back in. <laughs> Hey guys, it's me, David Bowie. Uh, you know, star, star man and such. Okay, you're kind of doing. It's me, David Bowie, and you're watching Disney Channel. That's the Stardust. And like, I think one of the markers of a classic album is like they're not only memorable songs and great songs but memorable moments like moments. Every time you re-listen to it, you want to hear that part again. Mm, and like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moon Age Daydream has a bunch of those, like the I'm an alligator for the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the saxophone break in Soul Love, uh, the breakdown at, at the end of five years, stuff like stuff like that. Or you're just like, 
absolutely love the breakdown at the end of five years. Can't get enough of it. It's <laughs> always you've been saying that you like it from the beginning. <laughs> we are we are like the thing about me and Michael is like we um have the memory of goldfish. Like we forget like like, the opinions <laughs> yeah. like I'm like I you too must, love to be five years. <laughs> <laughs> I talk a lot about how albums can flow through my mind like a sieve, where I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember any of these songs. Honestly, I- I'm so glad that I have the internet in front of me, so I can like really look and remember. Right, I right. wish I, I could have just Spotify to open up my second it. monitor, so I could just be like, Yep, uh huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Michael, what's a highlight for you? <laughs> Moon Age Dream uh, is great. Okay, Moon Age Dream. Hang on to yourself. Uh I don't know. I think the run. One, two, three, four. Like you were yeah. saying, Andrew, is so strong. The five years soul love Moon Age Daydream Starman. Yeah. Is so, so good. And yeah, then the album. That could be the does, album, really. Yeah. And it's like it enter it leads you in. And uh like like Anna was saying, this album was not hitting for me when I was first hearing it. Like, especially five years. I was like, you know, it's gonna be slow, but after reading it and getting into it and getting into the, like, okay, this is the persona. Okay. It's a commentary. Okay. Like it's going to be asking me deeper questions than like, you know, want to get hot and go to the club. Like once you get into that mindset, I think it works so well. And I think the first half of this album is so good. The second half is a little boring and less meaningful. So I just wanted to highlight in general, probably the first half of the album. Yeah. I'd like to point something out. Yes. Mm. So obviously five years, sad song has hope, cool. Um, but then it, it goes into um, what? What's the second song? So uh, soul okay. love, soul so love, soul love was fine for me. I but my two favorites are of course Moon Age Daydream and Starman, like the again basic. But Moon yeah. Age Daydream. Oh wait, no, I'm I'm are you about I'm twisted. Um, I was gonna say I like that. Um, Starman is like from a third pop POV. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. like, he'd like to come and meet us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's so interesting that moon age daydream is I'm a space invader. Like it, it's weird how even within the album, like one Ron song does from next, the POV changes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which is kind of, it like, it proves that he's removed himself in a way, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was like, so interesting. Yeah. And like, exactly. Like, uh, the, their later songs, where it's from the perspective of the band, like the star mm-hmm. spiders from Mars, mm. like the, those guys, mm-hmm. um, where they're like observing. And it's kind of, it's very much like a musical. It's very much like, mm, you know, yeah. now the mom gets a number or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somewhere okay, that we need a jukebox musical immediately. <laughs> uh, yeah. Star. Yeah. I'll just like talk about Star Man. I, I, please. It, Again, it's like the the issue of just like covering this album like three days after listening to it like for the first time because mm. it's like there's no way I could sift through all of it and stuff like right. that. But he's just like such an excellent writer, not only mm-hmm. crafting like great choruses and instrumentations and stuff like that. Um, like let the children use it. Let the cho- children oh, I use loved it. That. Let the children boogie like that yeah. bit. Like... Okay, that was your Bowie impression, and it was yeah, perfect. No, that was good. <laughs> I don't have one. I'll be honest. I'll come clean. I don't have a good one. Ah, man. There we go. Uh, yeah, that's good. But like he's he's like, but that just sticks in your like. That's mm-hmm. so well written. Like it's just like so catchy. Like the 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 hominin or whatever. Like that's not like the internal rhyme of it all. I guess like. Uh, but also just like the, 
there was there wasn't no DJ that was Haze Me Cosmic Jive, like the idea of like the kids are introduced to David Bowie by like mm-hmm. uh hearing the mm-hmm. radio and it's like, oh, it's not a music, it's actually it's something grander. Mm-hmm. And uh I love the idea of just like this is for the kids. Like this is for the kids. Mm-hmm. This is for like the young pe- it's like screw the adults who won't get it. Like screw like the bigots, yeah. screw like the people who like just like will he understand. Has the lyric, Don't tell your papa. Yeah. Or he'll get us locked up in fright. Yeah, that's that that, that song's great. Any other highlights, any other stray observations uh, that we haven't talked about? No, but can I just say, Andrew, I love when you talk about the songs because you can, I feel like I'm just like, yeah, this thing and this thing, but you have like, such a clear, concise, um, very informative way of talking about the songs. <laughs> and it's really nice to listen to. Yes. Oh, thank yes. you. Oh. Yeah. Without, without that, it's the driving force of what keeps this going. I would agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I'm, I'm also like a broken I'm trying to bring us to January. That's like the stark contrast. Like Andrew's like j- talking about like how the song sounds, you know, the concepts of the album. And I'm trying to make like a, Janu- a timely January 6th joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made like a timely Queen Elizabeth joke. Okay, but that like, is actually happening that today. Happened today. <laughs> Not like when this episode's out. <laughs> it's okay. like two weeks if, yeah, ago. Well, could listener. you make a timely joke for two weeks from now, please? Yeah. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> President Olivia Rodrigo is taking the stand. <laughs> That's my guess. I, last note. I just want to like. <laughs> okay, guys. I'll log off after that one. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> I uh, love Lady Stardust. Like, um, yes, Lady Stardust I, was the one I wanted yes. to touch on. Yeah, like I, I, we already talked about, just like how, like you know, you know what, how this this is probably the most explicitly, like, what covertly or explicitly queer song, I guess. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and it could just be about just like a guy with dark hair and like long hair and like a you know just like with makeup on his face, like just kind of like where you wouldn't even like tur- turn around to like look at it today, basically, but. Like, but also like I when I listen to it, I transpose like a drag queen or something like that. The mm-hmm. idea of like mm-hmm. the playing with the uh, pronouns and stuff like that. Yeah, I like, loved just the lyric of Lady Stardust saying his songs. It's like fuck yeah, mm-hmm. like fuck any connotation or like preconceived notion of gender. Like Lady Stardust saying his yeah. songs. Lady is him. You know, like I just right, yeah, right. I loved it. No, I'm in the exact same boat. And this is the thing I was talking about. Like this is still relevant highly relevant 50 years later like that's so crazy the lyric boys stood upon their chairs to make their point of view nothing has ever rang more true um (laughs) of just like any man being like i have an opinion on this and everyone's gonna hear it Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. i was just like yeah that that exactly as someone with a podcast i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) so This is you guys standing on your chairs. Yeah, yeah. I'm a short little man. That is why I have a podcast. I'm standing I, I, on this no, chair. I, I'm doing the opposite. I'm like crouching on the floor and like with an earpiece to my <laughs> ear, and like, and like I'm listening. Yeah, I'm just listening. He's yeah. Really listening. Okay, ally. <laughs> I have a t-shirt. I have a t-shirt. Says that loud. Um, I, I have a billboard like in uh, A Star Is Born, and it's Lady Gaga. It says ally on it. <laughs> Ally. <laughs> Ally. God, that was so funny. <laughs> I, I, this feels like his most like personal song. The idea mm-hmm. of uh this is like him talking about being an artist and being, you know, a queer artist. The idea or just like pl- or at least playing with gender nonconformity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um 
this he says he sings his songs of darkness and disgrace like so it's like comes from a dark place Mm -hmm. but then he's singing these songs in front of people and he describes it as really quite paradise the Mm -hmm. idea of even though this is a dire situation like and like i'm in a lot of pain when i'm on stage when i'm sharing my music when that like i don't give a shit if it's like dangerous or anything to me i'm gonna do it Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people who don't get it won't get it, but the people who will get it, get it. Or maybe I'll change someone's mind. Maybe someone is like watching this and is bigoted, has some like bigotry in his heart, but then watches this and goes, damn, I, this is really cool. I really like this and stuff like that. And like having their minds expanded that way. I think it's, and like, this is the part in the, this like kind of the benevolent rock star thing he's talking about, like of, this is him at peace at center. I think it's really cool. So, yeah. I also, again, I know I keep talking about how the POV keeps switching, but it's like, he was all right. He was awful. Nice. And then the lyric, Oh, how I sighed when they asked if I knew his name. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I, I really like it. The way that he narrates this album is just, it just constantly shifts. And I just, I really love it. Uh, yeah, fantastic. So now we'll get through our final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll, uh, give like kind of a final summation of our thoughts and then give a final rating out of 10. So, uh, Anna, we turn to you first. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't have anyone else's opinion okay. to reiterate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll see if we still want to <laughs> talk to you after you give your opinion and see if awesome. it matches with ours. Awesome. This is going to rock. Okay. <laughs> and roll. <laughs> nice. Okay. So. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> just chokes on the mic. Okay. <laughs> so I overall like, I really like this album. I think it is not only culturally significant and important, but it has produced some of the most like popular songs of that era and of one of the biggest like queer rock and roll icons um, to date. Uh, there's a documentary coming out on him. Really yeah, at the end of that's the year. So I really like it. The songs that I do like, I think are absolute fucking bangers. Um, and while I cannot agree with that, every song is my favorite. I do love a theatrical album and one that feels like it has a theme. Um, so overall, I really liked it. Will I listen when I listen to this album? Will I listen to every song and not skip? No. no. But will I listen to it again? Yes. So I would say I give this album seven point five out of ten. Um, I give it seven point five mamas out of ten papas. <laughs> nice, nice, thank you. Nice. Uh, I'm. Do you mind if I give my rating now? Yes, please. I, yeah, yeah. I was ready to come in loathing this album like even like earlier today right like Mm -hmm. i was listening to this and i just texted andrew and sean and i was just like man i just think this might be one of my lowest ratings i've given on the pod like i don't really give low ratings i was just not with it but it started to really click for me this afternoon this evening right like Mm -hmm. i kind of went back through my notes i kind of as i was reading through and kind of getting more of a feel of this album it was sitting with me a lot better right than even earlier this week it took took like five days of listening to it you know and it was hard for me to listen to this like it felt like a chore a little bit to listen Mm. to this album Mm -hmm. and only today did it feel like oh i'm excited to listen to this right and i think because of that i kind of got to see oh hey this is more of a classic album and i saw Mm -hmm. all those same themes you were talking about where 
he has a perspective. He has a point of view. He's saying things and he's pushing along a social agenda that he would still be progressive for today, which like mm-hmm. boggles my mind. I think mm-hmm. that is so cool. Like, okay, maybe he came out as gay and wasn't gay, right? But obviously he still had a queer impact on the world, right? Uh, and, 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 who knows? and who yeah, knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Who I, I love to speculate, but not on mic, right? Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, who knows? Who cares? As long, I, I can see the impact it made. I think this album was great for that. I am enjoyed listening to it. And like like you, Anna, I will listen back to it again. Um, but I will skip some songs. So, yeah. Uh, by that to token, Suffragette City. <laughs> oh, Suffragette City, I'm deleting <laughs> off. Of, I'm blocking it on Spotify. I wow. said, show me the song no more. Not um, interested. Not interested. Uh, I'm also gonna give. I'm gonna give it just seven. Uh, boys standing on chairs to announce their opinions out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's beautiful. I think this is like so. Like, first of all, like just because an album is important doesn't mean you have to like that has to be your taste. Like that. So like I like totally. No, know, that's like people yeah. like it. So I have to. That's the theme of this episode. <laughs> it is simply so funny. But like, yeah, like <laughs> I'm changing how like my brain We're works. All my brain spineless. It's <laughs> just the theme. <laughs> yeah, I'm a liberal cuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but like I, I, I think this like album has, like Michael was saying, the idea of the idea that this is still relevant today. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the other side of that is it's really impressive how far we've come in the 50 year span and stuff like that. And we should celebrate that. We should give David Bowie his flowers like for trailblazing at this time where it was even more risky mm-hmm. and things are, things are still bad. Like things are still not perfect, not great in a lot of ways. But like, I think like the idea of just like acknowledging the progress that's been made and celebrating that, but then, trailing forward um but yeah i think this album has some of the best s tier songs in the history of music uh which is why it's which which makes like it's so much more frustrating when a song isn't even it is like a seven out of ten like even like this is like competently made the piano is kind of fun something like that uh it's like plays into the narrative but just like when it's like when it doesn't go here when there's a redundant snooze of a song it like just sticks out like a sore thumb but ultimately i'm open to keep listening to, i'm still really excited to keep listening to this mm-hmm. and maybe it'll cohere over time maybe yeah. it'll just like kind of be a part of the experience but yeah like um yeah I, I just like can't wait to listen to this more and that's a big compliment for a show like this where we cycle through music so totally. quickly um so i'm gonna give this uh eight nazes with god-given asses <laughs> nice, nice. nice. <laughs> yeah well, Anna, thank you so much. You were such a lovely, wonderful guest. Uh, I had a great time. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, we like uh, just like come back anytime. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything you would like to plug? Um. Okay, I will plug myself on social media. I'm at Scramby Eggs on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and then I do a live show. If you're in LA at the Elysian Theater, about every other month. Um, and it's a really fun variety show, so come check it out if you're feeling kooky. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, check out Hacks on HBO Max. And stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess check Please. out the TV shows. Please. <laughs> <laughs> also, good. like everyone should be watching Hacks. Also, like check out the commercials in between, like you know, your TV <laughs> yeah. shows. Like maybe you'll see Max, Anna. Stream it. Turn off HBO Max. Just watch anything, and then see if Anna's going to Turn on be in NBC. Commercials. You know, some of that. <laughs> Like I am vaguely around. This yeah. is my vibe. I'm like a ghost. Check, check entertainment out, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check I out It's wa- Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, like, like that's, I just want to plug too. leaving your TV on. <laughs> I just want to plug your TV in. <laughs> okay. Killing. <laughs> Absolutely killing. That, that redeemed you for your January 6th joke. <laughs> That was I needed something. That's not, yes. not going to be in there. Um, <laughs> well, you can leave that reference. Just yeah. that. Yeah. Just know he uh, fucked up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Check that out. Uh, check out her episode of uh, Make Some Noise. Check out that show, too. It's good. Um, it's so great. Yeah, definitely subscribe to Dropout. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you can follow me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow Michael at Lemon Taco on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I have another uh, please, plug if you yeah. don't have anything else. Yeah. Uh, check out my, my friends just started a sub stack. It's very fun, very cute. Please subscribe. It's uh, called the Happy Medium Club. Uh, my friends Dom Johnson, Joel Moisa, and Sam Moisa do it. Just oh, check sweet. it out. It's really fun. It's cute. I subscribed. It brings a lot of joy to my day. They talked about romantic sub tropes the other what, day. Which what really is a sub stack? It's, it's like, like a, a newsletter. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. Uh, yeah, and uh, what's it called? Like uh, Our theme song is by Otnis, and our uh you did our artworks by olivia jensen and uh you uh please leave us a rating on itunes or like apple podcasts uh or ra- yeah yeah like give us a five-star rating on spotify if you or uh, a f- oh, we'll take you guys will take four right you'll take four also <laughs> no no five yeah <laughs> just five. yeah yeah we'll, t- we'll take it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that's your opinion of us it's okay if we're a four if uh, I, I mean i think we're a four podcast too if you think so i just want to make sure that people are like oh, i'm not gonna leave a podcast because it's not five like four and a half is still good four is still good yeah <laughs> Good. Um, so yeah, like five would be good. Best. It's like, but it's like I feel like you know, with the with the iTunes ratings or like the Apple Podcast rating, it's like Uber, where you give them a four if they did a bad job. Totally, <laughs> like, you're yeah. so right. Like you, you give them like one if they're like racist or sexist to you. <laughs> like you yeah. give them like four if like the car is uncomfortable or like just like the yeah, the, the, yeah. the the driver couldn't stop bringing up Palestine or whatever. Like. <laughs> January That's, 6th. Um, usually a little <laughs> lower if all of a sudden it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. spewing their bad nice his Ubers. <laughs> uh, I, I also like uh, have low standards how people treat me. So like, yeah, like, let's, uh, <laughs> like uh, Anna, what song would you like to play us out with uh, to conclude this episode? I think we should go out to my favorite song from the album, which is Moon Age Daydream. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Anna won this episode. <laughs> like she did the winner. She got <laughs> yes, the most points. Yes, you did it. <laughs> she vanquished two everywhere. more men. Yeah. Women everywhere. <laughs> Suffragette uh, daydream. <laughs> All right, thanks everybody. I Have a good day. City. <laughs> Yay. Click.